business is definitely not running as usual. And if you're a business owner like me, where part of your business is interacting with people in person, you're definitely feeling some pains from the quarantine. So today I invited my friend DJ on to talk about how you can reevaluate your services and take them online. D. Jordan Ivory, also known as DJ, is a self-taught maven of creative arts and services. Whether it's makeup artistry for published photo shoots, a brand needing a new, fresh visual aesthetic, or a campaign in need of a creative direction, DJ has become the leading voice and influence within various creative industries. With a little over a decade in her craft, she has become the premier creative coach for like-minded creatives who are ready to learn how to balance their varying gifts and turn their talents into profitable businesses. This was a fun conversation, so let's get into it. Hey, DJ, I'm super excited about our conversation today. I think, especially in the times that we're in, talking about taking our creative services online is so important. I don't even think we have to say why it's important because everybody's at home. I know, right? It is crazy the times that we're living in. And I know we have similar backgrounds in terms of just digital marketing and all of the things. I know for me, the photography side of my business was probably hit maybe the hardest because, you know, outside. I think both me and clients are kind of weary of being in close proximity. And I know with you being a makeup artist and a stylist, you've also had to pivot in your business. So before we get into the questions, how have you been able to kind of take some of your services online and kind of switch up, you know, your different streams of income? So that's a really great question, Alexis. Honestly, I think being online right now is about intentionality. There's like millions of people online, right? And so now we're in a space where we're fighting for real estate online. I think a lot of times you have to realize people follow you for or people book your services for a particular reason. And so now that we're at home, I think that you have to be intentional about what is your current audience and what is your demographic doing right now? That's why it's so important to know the demographics of your clientele, to know how you can best service them with pivoting online. So for example, for me, I have offered okay, let's clean your wardrobe out online since we're doing cleaning, right? So like, for example, I'll email my clients and just say, hey, I have a link here. If you're wanting to kind of go through your closet, hey, let's go online here and schedule a consultation or like a webinar, or we could do a one-on-one call, however that works for you. When it comes to makeup, I do Zoom classes. So we have makeup classes online or just fun chit chats online just to stay connected to my audience. Pivoting online is not as hard as people have been making it out to be. It's just about getting in to your audience and seeing what they're doing at home and knowing your clientele and knowing what they do. Does that make sense? Yes, I love that. I've talked about it a little bit on the podcast is understanding where your client is, where your target audience is right now. Everyone's online, but so are other businesses. What are their pain points? What are the things that they're struggling with right now? Because we're all experiencing this, you know, massive shift in the world at the same time. So Mm -hmm. how can you solve the problem of today, right? We know the problem of tomorrow is going to be different. I think it's important just how are you solving their problems right now? Because thinking in the future doesn't really help because none of us know when outside is really going to open up again or when life is going to go back to quote unquote, you know, normal, whatever that will be after this is all over. 
So what are the first steps that you suggest business owners should take when considering pivoting and taking their service sales online? Like, where do you think that they should start? So I'm very passionate about creatives and entrepreneurs and freelancers. And I think that um, a lot of us have already taken the step to be online, like social media, of course, things like that. But I think To answer your question, for creators and entrepreneurs and freelancers, I think the next step when you are trying to get online is honestly be yourself. Understand that people are nosy, people love the process, and people want to know what you're doing. So show the process. Show how you are using this time to shift your business. You don't have to give them your nuggets, but start showing the process. I think a lot of times we want to show them the final product. And that is why we run out of content or what to do online. Right now, online is a place to just literally get all your target audience because they're there and really just rake them in. So the first thing you need to do is really know what your people are looking for online. Some people are looking for free information. Some people are looking for paid information. Some people are looking for how-to videos. Like you need to know what your audience want from you. And that comes from simply just asking. So the first step is to honestly figure out what your audience is like, go through your demographics and then understand what they are and what they do and then figure out what they're doing online and meet them where they are. Mm. And this is just an example. You have to date your audience right now. If you're not already online or have already been online before the pandemic, now is the time to really just get into their homes and just meet them where they are. Right. Say, I'm going to take mine, for example. Like my audience loves DIY the how-to information, Instagram. They love that type of stuff, right? I didn't know that until I started just trying new content. And so I'm meeting them where they are. I took a poll on my Insta stories or I'll send out a newsletter in email because people forget that emails work just as great as DMs. You know what I mean? I send an email to my email list and just say, hey, thinking about you, what are you doing while you're at home? What are some things that I can help you with? And then you take that information and you create content based on that. And before you know it, you're giving your audience what you want, which provides a like, know, and trust factor. And then you can bring in some revenue. Yeah, I really like that. Just simply ask them. I mean, they're already online. Why are you trying to guess at what they want when you can just ask? I think sometimes us as business owners are nervous to do that. And when I say ask, I mean, ask them generally what they need help with. Don't ask them in terms of, should I do this logo or should I do this logo? That's like, no, No. that's crowdsourcing. That's that's a different thing. What we're talking about is saying, hey, I want to meet you where you are. I know that things are different. We're all struggling. So I want to make sure that the content I'm providing is helpful for you. Can you drop down in this question thing below what you're looking for, what you're needing? Absolutely. Because I think like we forget in our struggle while we're going through this, that they are also going through struggle. So they still have needs. Yep. Like this situation didn't take away the needs or the want to relax and decompress. So provide that for them and figure out, you know, how you can shift that. I really like when you said that. So what do you think that business owners and freelancers should consider in terms of the actual planning of their shift? So they have their audience, right? They know what maybe the service may look like, or maybe they know what their target audience is, their pain point is, like, how can they get that from idea to reality? Like, maybe what tools do they need or something like that? 
So the planning part is how do you want to show up online? So for me, I'll take my business for an example. You know, everybody knows I'm a makeup artist by trade and that's what I love to do. And being in this pandemic, of course, I cannot do one-on-one or be outside. So the next step was take it online. So at first I did a live that did really well. I partnered with other makeup artists that wanted to do the same thing. We did live uh, Instagram makeup tutorials. So the makeup artist and I would go live at the same time and then they're able to see our stuff. Right. But I took it one step further. I realized that my audience had more questions and they were like, wait, I really want to know. I, there are sales coming up. All these things, what kind of makeup can I buy right now that's on sale? So what I did was I put together an intimate Zoom, right? So you need to use your social media, Instagram. The next things that you can use is Zoom. You can also use Join Me. You can also use Google Hangout. These are online platforms that allow you to either offer courses, classes, instructions, one-on-ones where you can charge a fee and it's a private intimate group. So you start broad, right? And then you start to niche that thing all the way in. So now I can set a price point for $25, but mm-hmm. you know, I'm just throwing out numbers for a class. And if 15 people sign up, guess what? I've made some extra money during the pandemic. I tell entrepreneurs, freelancers, and creatives all the time, you can make far more money from what you know by than what you can do. So that is something that I live by all the time. It's like, if you can just tell people what you know and make money off of that, you won't have to be so stressed about literally using your hands. I can sit behind a computer screen and teach 20 to 30 people how to do makeup at a small ticket price and literally never leave my home. I think that we overcomplicate things. So those are a few things or a few platforms that I suggest with wanting to shift your content online. Think about ways that you can teach your audience something new and see what they value at a reasonable price point, you know? So what other tools would you need for pivoting your business online? I think for some that are Offline, usually some people just take cash. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I know that ain't everybody out there, but if you are a business and you don't have an online gateway like PayPal or Stripe, that's definitely a tool that you need to use online. Yeah. Not cash app. Yep. You need a website. No. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Talk to creators and freelancers and a lot of, you know, just aspiring they start out with Cash App or Venmo. That's not the way to go. Set up a website. Domains are literally cheap. You know what I mean? Set up a quick one page. Wix is a good platform. Squarespace is a good platform to get started. Set your website up. You should have a website. That's the number one. Your website is your online home where you can be 24-7 all day, all night. That's the only place you can be all the time. So you need a website. And then from there, you know, have your payment form. PayPal is easy. Stripe is easy. So set that up. You know what I'm saying? Like once you're able to get your process and systems in order, you'll be able to make this online transition so much easier. Yeah, I definitely agree with the website and don't overcomplicate it. When I was in the digital marketing, I had so many clients overcomplicate the website part. It's like, it doesn't have to be perfect. It needs to be functional and it needs to at least look decent. You don't want something that looks like trash, right? You know, just kind of like when you go into an interview, right? You dress your best. So just dress as best as you can when it comes to the website and don't worry about having 50, 11 pages, have one page, explain what you do, why they need it, how you're solving their problem and call it a day. And then have something that you can actually either set up appointments, make money actually on that page. You know, don't overcomplicate that. 
It's super easy. And there's so many platforms and templates out there that are pre-made to take out the work. So don't overcomplicate it if you are just now getting started with a, a website. Yeah. And I've also been seeing online people just kind of throwing out ideas out there. And while I understand, like, make your coin, I get it. How can you help freelancers and entrepreneurs, I guess, understand the importance and maybe even give some tips on the importance of aligning your online services and offerings with existing offline offerings? Okay, so yes, that makes sense. I feel like you know, I get it. We're all scrambling, especially creatives and entrepreneurs, freelancers. We're all, we're kind of scrambling to figure it out. We're just throwing stuff against the wall and hoping that it sticks. But here's the thing. That's why it's so important to know who your audience is when you're online, because the first thing I would say is you can't expect to throw something and expect them to pay for it. And you're going to burn yourself out trying to come up with so many quick rich schemes, I like to call them. <laughs> okay, I'm a hairstylist, but I'm gonna start selling oils. Like, it has to cross pollinate, it has to make sense. So find out where you can bridge the gap between you and your client. So be the gap over troubled water, be the bridge over troubled water. If you are a painter, and all you do is sell art and stuff like that, it has to make sense. Instead of trying to come out the box and start making custom nails, I think that you should try to do a painting with a twist online. That makes sense because you're a painter and that's what you do. So that makes sense instead of trying to start a whole nail company because everybody's talking about nails. Does that make sense? Yes. You have to be very clear on what it is that you're going to do and longevity. We don't want to just make decisions based on a temporary situation because this pandemic ain't going to last always. Mm -hmm. So you need to be setting yourself up to how you want to be valued in 14 business days when the curve drops or in a couple of months when things are back to normal. Like you want to position yourself the way you want to show up for real. So the first thing I would say is just really don't move too fast. I think don't move too fast and don't make a permanent decision on a temporary situation. Yes, I think she mentioned so many good things. So make sure you're writing this down. But I think another thing that is important in terms of alignment is you don't want to confuse your audience. Yeah. And I think you touched on this a little bit. Like after you get out of it, they're gonna be like, okay, well, you're offering this. Are you still offering this? It didn't, it wasn't what you normally did. Was that just because of the pandemic? Like yeah. it can cause a lot of confusion for existing people, but it really can cause confusion for people who are new in just being introduced to you for the first time yep. because that is their first interaction with you. Yep. So in their mind, that is what you do. Even if you do other things, that is what's going to stick the most. And that's what they're going to associate with you because of that first interaction. Yep. But at the end of the day, I know bills have to get paid, but long-term, you have to kind of consider that brand confusion. Mm -hmm. And another thing is you also can just kind of look and see what other people in your industry are doing. You know, yep. Netflix was not the first to invent movies, right? Nope. They just took what Blockbuster did and took it online mm -hmm. and streamlined it. And Blockbuster went out of business. They didn't copy what Blockbuster did. They just used them as inspiration you know, reimagined it to fit what their brand was. You know what I'm saying? Like Airbnb wasn't, you know, they're not the first to say, let's rent out a house. Right. No, seriously. They just reimagined 
what other people have did and they just blew it up, you know? And then I always love to bring up Uber and Lyft. You know what I'm saying? Like there were taxi cabs, whole companies, right? That you could get one place to the other, but no one really liked them. They did not have a good image. And Lyft and Uber flipped the script, had a place that people could go and complain to one centralized location online. You can track your car, you know? I'm always careful when I say this because I don't mean copy what people do. That is not going to help you. I think a part of it is is like being innovative. Yes. You know, when you bring up taxi and Uber, for me, I see they took a business and they up leveled it and they saw they found the missing gap. We talked about just a few minutes ago being a bridge over troubled water. For us, they knew that millennials and most of us are on our phones. Mm-hmm. Why not create an app, a taxi service app that takes out the guesswork of cash. We don't carry cash anymore. You know, takes out the guesswork. It's super easy. And let's up-level that. A lot of times we just need to think, see what we're doing in our industry and up-level that experience online, make it easier for clients. Now, I think that I would rather do one-on-ones online versus doing them in person. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. just start finding that missing gap and make it easy for your clients or your your consumers. Yeah. And a couple of things that I've been suggesting people do is just literally either take a whiteboard. I love whiteboarding. Take a whiteboard and just write every idea you have down. That Now, it could be trash. Don't matter. Write it down. Or even if you're like, well, I'm not feeling creative right now. I'm feeling down. Maybe join up with a couple of friends that you trust. Mm-hmm. Sign some NDAs if you need to, whatever makes you feel comfortable. And y'all just have a large brainstorming session and say, hey, let's figure out how we can take our services online. Yeah. We don't know how long this is going to last, but it's a thing to be online even before this pandemic. It was important to be online. So mm-hmm. let's just figure out something that we can start now, be relevant now, and be relevant in the long term. Yeah. That's one thing that you can do is just yeah. a massive brainstorm strategy. Another thing that you can do is just, heck, book a quick little consultation with the brand consultant or a business consultant. I mean, people are, hey, listen, everybody running sales right now. So work with the fave that you normally couldn't work for because you normally couldn't afford them, but now they're running a sale. Mm -hmm. Hey, it's always good to kind of bounce ideas off of people. So kind of just think in different ways that you normally would. And I know that's like cliche to say, right? It's like, well, how, you know, those are just like only two ways that, you know, you can kind of think a little bit differently about what you're doing and how to take it online. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So I know we've talked a little bit about it at the beginning about content. So this is another thing I hear online. Should entrepreneurs who weren't necessarily building their audience online build their offering? Or should they build their audience first? So I will say it depends on your goals. I think that it really depends on your goals. So you have to clarify what are my goals right now? Is it to build a audience that will, and I use this for lack of better words, ride for me, understand my process, understand everything about my company, or is my goals to sell right now? And do I already have an audience? So you have to ask yourself two things. Do I have an audience already? Then you would start building your product. And if I already have an audience, what product can I give them, right? And that's, I kind of don't like to put too much emphasis on it because mm-hmm. it could go both ways. You and I both know, like, it just really depends on your goals. Right. 
It depends. But my take on it, honestly, and this is how I feel about a lot of things. If you build your tribe, you build that authenticity within your brand online and offline, and you have your products and services ready, people will purchase. It's all about the integrity of your brand, where you stand with your brand. Are you consistent? You know what I mean? And building your product is, of course, an important factor, but you cannot sell a product if you have no one to really sell it to. Exactly. Does that make sense? Yes. And if you do not build your audience, you won't even know what you need to build. So that's my take on it, my honest take and how I would approach it. And I'm of the same lines. My whole perspective kind of starts where you said is, what is your goal? So for me, my offerings and my services aren't necessarily mass audience services. Mm -hmm. So I don't need a massive audience to hit my goals, to hit my markers, my benchmarks, right? Mm -hmm. So I don't necessarily have to focus on building a large audience. I think if you're a speaker though, right, you need that large audience. You need that visibility because you want conferences, events, and different places to see that people are tuned Mm -hmm. in, that you have that influence, that you have the reach, right? So I think it depends, like DJ said, on what are your goals? What is your industry? What type of service do you want to offer? So I do think that you have to have some idea of at least where you want your service or product to go, but also understand that as you build your audience, you're going to learn how to kind of like tweak it to fit the actual needs that they have. Yep. Absolutely. Yes. And I absolutely loved this conversation. Is there anything else that like you would say, okay, Y'all, if you didn't listen to anything else, this is the piece of advice that I would give to you about taking your creative services online. If I'm honest, if there was anything I would say is don't try to fight your way online. Like don't fight for real estate online. Like don't do it. Be who you are, set your goals, set your benchmarks and be consistent. Online is a slow game. It could be a fast game, but it's definitely a slow game when you want, you know, authenticity, you want real engagement, you want real results. So don't try to rush the process of getting acclimated with being online. And another thing is always think less is more when you're online. Less is so much more. You want to make it easy. You want to make it smooth and seamless. And sometimes that takes getting your back end in order. So make sure you look at all your back end functionalities and things like that. And make sure that that's in order because then that will make it easy to be online. Because as a creative entrepreneur freelance, right now, the online platform is saturated, but it's not oversaturated. You just have to find your lane and stick to it. Exactly. And I think there's so many examples of that. But if you really want an example of doing team too much on these internet streets, just look up Teddy Riley. (laughs) That's all you got to do. I really appreciate you for joining. I know that they're probably like, I want to join some of these makeup courses. I want to connect with you. How can they connect with you online, learn more about your services, or just like follow you on Instagram or something like that? Oh my goodness. Yes. You can always reach me at my email, which is info at jivory.co, info at jivory.co. Or if you're social, we can stay connected at J underscore Ivory. That's on Instagram. That's on Twitter. And I think it's on Facebook too. You can reach me on all those. 
And I always put out free resources and stuff like that where you can find and connect with photographers and strategists and, you know, digital content managers and stuff like that. So if you need resources, I always got stuff popping up on my page and I'll always see you there. So yeah, that's pretty much me. Awesome. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. I know that they are going to have a lot of notes and a lot of action items after this episode. I sure hope so. Well, thank you so much, Alexis, for having me. It is such an honor and I can't wait to connect with you again. I know that times are definitely not easy, but as a business owner, we can't sit on the bench and wait for outside to open up or for normal to come back to us because we don't know when or if we will actually have our normal again. We might be experiencing a new normal on the other side of this. So I want you to get in the game, pivot in your business, and figure it out step by step. I think that we oftentimes are really hard on ourselves, and I want you to grant yourself grace in this season. You will figure it out, but in order to do that, you have to get in the game. For more information about this week's podcast episode, you can head over to thebusybiz.com slash episode 40. And if you enjoyed today's episode, head on over to iTunes, leave a review, rate, comment, and share the podcast. It's time to build the business of your dreams. Let's get to work.